We have fantasy books now that are based off of something and that is great because we like to hear our stories being told. We like to hear our stories being reimagined or retold in the best possible way and it is an excellent and a great thing. But for those people who started out reading fantasy books for fun, we rarely get that pure fantasy that is not based off of anything, that is not coined out of something. We want that fantasy that is purely the writer's imagination and, you know, running wild. And that is what Memory of Stone and a Variety of Old series actually gives you pure fantasy not based off of anything you're not wondering if this happened before in history you're just immersed in the story and in the world that the author has created Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Read Racks and Reviews podcast. My name is Chiamaka, your host and the bookish Ibo girl. And today I am going to be reading an excerpt from Verity of Old by Chiyo Zoe. Verity of Old just got published June 8th and believe me, it is super. It is an amazing book. Like I said, I will never ever shut up about it, about being a better reader for this book and it was the highlight of, I think it's one of the highlights of 2021 for me. So, Variety of Old is the second book in the Memory of Stone series. And if you haven't already picked up Memory of Stone, I really don't know what you're waiting for, to be honest. Because that book is super great i mean i know that a lot of people might be like oh it's a nigerian author she has to do it based off of nigeria or something i don't know maybe but it is an extraordinary book i was blown away by the fact that it was pure fantasy i wasn't having to rack my brain about where did this come from or where did she pull this out from that sort of thing and if you're hearing crickets it's because they're awake yeah. Anyways, um, so for Verity of Old, Verity of Old is a continuation of the story of Nix and Egan and Sicily and Ganon. And um, it is such an amazing adventure. I can't wait to actually start reread again. And I think that with me reading an excerpt today, I'm actually going to, you know, start my reading at first, I wanted to start with Memory of Stone. I think I'm going to start with Memory of Stone so that I can move seamlessly into this. But yeah, this book is so amazing. I feel like everyone should actually get this book. Not because um, I know the person, but yeah, the author rather, but because it is such an amazing book. Trust me, like, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not doing all that bookstagram hype, but... You get the gist. So, as always, I will start with the blurb and then we will move on from there. Nyx has finally begun to find her place in Dalphiria, but when Cicely stumbles into her life with a piece of information Nyx needs, 
everything changes. Now, next, a wanted criminal must return to the place she was held captive and tortured and attempt another daring rescue. But when the eradication of magic wielders becomes blatant and a missing detail of her past comes to light, the stakes are suddenly raised. Lauren's blade has been locked up and stripped of his title and name. Now, as just Egan, all he has is the hope of Cicely's survival. When a second chance at life is presented to him, he has the means to protect the ones he cares for if he is willing to don a new identity. The second book in the Memory of Stone fantasy series by Chiyo Zoe. This book, like, look at the blurb. The blurb is such a sexy little, like, so, so sexy. Believe me, I think that it is sexy. I don't know about you, but yeah, that's me. And I think that um, it is such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful book. But then again, I might be biased, but do I care? Hell no, I really do not care. And I like that, you know, the romance is not the core of the story. Like, there is romance in it, obviously. But it's not the core of the story. I don't know if that makes sense. It's not the core of the story. It's just chipped in there like, they'll just give them romance since they want romance. That sort of thing. And it's beautiful. So big ups to my girl Chio for doing this. I'm so proud extremely proud of her i'm super proud and i hope that i know there is a book three i'm not spoiling it but well it's not spoiler but yeah so i know there's a book three coming out so i can't wait for it i can't wait for the final part i can't wait to read more on egan and nicks and what every other person is up to in the book i feel like this is going to be like the shortest episode but that's fine that is so fine um like i said if you haven't read it obviously it's a series and you can't read it as standalone so you have to read book one memory of stone before you can read book two verity of old and just be prepared for all of the bass that it's going to give you if you don't believe me ask ori <laughs> My girl has been ranting since you finished reading Verity of Old. But yeah, it's like I said, it's a good book, to be honest. Not to me um, being biased or anything, but this series is pretty awesome. And it is an amazing, like, for a debut for Memory of Stone, I was really impressed. And it's, I think that's a fit in itself. But yeah. You already knew that. Um, so I'm going to start reading. I'm going to start from chapter one because I feel like I want to get everybody following. Um, and also, you know, motivate myself to to pick up Maria Stone and start reading it so that I can start um, reading. I can start reading the series again and just follow through seamlessly. So chapter one. Nix wrapped her sleeve around her nose as another wave of foul odor blew across the ship. She should be used to it by now. But whatever habits the, sh the crew had managed to pick up that gave the ship such an awful stench weren't making things any easier. She'd have done almost anything to be rid of it, but she was want she was want for choices. 
Why did I agree to this? Nix thought for the thousandth time since they began their journey back to Gelsham. Not Gelsham, Termaine, but it didn't even matter. She had escaped both places as a criminal after rescuing her best friend, Felix. Stepping foot in either place was a path to danger. She should have stayed on the other side of the world, safe in child territory with Ganon, Felix, Tulia and all the others. But she had bargained with a magic healer, Cicely, to save her friend. Nix eyed the magic healer in question suspiciously as she stood at the edge of the ship. She had trusted the word of a blind healer, and now she didn't even know if she and Cicely had been lucky or unlucky to find a ship heading to Termaine. Humans could go as far as the outskirts of Fae territory, but Fae never ventured into human lands. So the captain had been suspicious when two girls rolled their way up to him in the middle of the sea. In truth, Tulia had flown over the sea during their last days at Delphiria until she spotted a ship, and then Nix and Cicely rode to it like they had just happened upon them. Luckily, the captain had let them on, no questions asked, when they provided a purse full of coins. If she only knew what type of passage they had bought for themselves. The crew was sketchy, to say the least, and he had taken every bit of bravado to fend them off to fend them all off as they made their way. She even had to break a nose or two to prove she meant business. Cicely then had to heal those same noses to appease them and prevent any more trouble. The atmosphere on board soared her mood, and not for the first time she wondered if she had made the right decision going in search of her brother. Watching Cicely stand by the railing and breathing in the sea breeze, Nix wondered if she had been crazy to trust her. Where was the proof that Egan really was her brother? A journal that some healer had written? Cicely could be lying about that too. But then, Ganon seemed to believe her, so she would too, for now. But just to be safe, Nix thought as she walked up to Cicely, she would find out more herself. A crew member was approaching Cicely too, and they were inching closer as she was distracted. Nix hastened her stride and intercepted him, giving him a nasty look to warn him off. She planted herself right beside Cicely and folded her arms, facing away from the sea to make her point clear. You don't have to follow me around, Cicely said. It's not like I can avoid you on this ship and I still need your help. Nix ignored her. Let her think what she wants. So, we'll be arriving at Termaine soon. I think it's time you told me a bit about a bit more about the journal. I don't think that's why, Cicely responded. If I tell you more about what's in this journal, then you might take the information and leave. I need to be sure you will follow me and help Egan. Trust me, I have no intention of turning back now. How can I trust you when the first moment you saw me, you were willing to leave me out to meet whatever fate awaited me? Things are different now, Nick said, not willing to admit to her previous fault. How are they different? You still act like I'm the enemy, like we both weren't affected by Gelsham. Why should I trust you? You keep so many secrets. Nix took her voice down to a whisper so no one would pick out the details of their conversation. You keep your distance from me after you send me on a fool's mission. 
Let's not forget I could die trying to save him. And I don't even know anything about him. Except for the fact that he is my twin brother. And even that might be false. I would never lie about something like that, Cecily retorted. And the only reason you know nothing of Egan is that you have refused to ask me anything about him. All you care about are the secrets this journal holds. Why would I give you these answers when it is clear you do not care about anything else? I do not even need my eyes to see that. While we're on that, why did you really follow me in your condition? Being blind is not a condition, and I already answered your question. I love him. Well, if you... <laughs> Nix and Cicely turned their heads to the intrusion. It was the captain. Land ahead. Nix turned to face the direction he pointed. We are in Termain. It looked different to her now. It also felt different. She had been so caught up in the argument that she didn't even realize the shift. A few months ago, what felt like a lifetime, Felix had complained about the wall. The wall was an invisible barrier made of magic that surrounded Termaine. It prevented Faye from getting in and reduced the effectiveness of magic. Now she understood what he meant. Passing that wall was almost painful like she had lost a part of herself. She knew without trying that if she tried using her magic now, it wouldn't work. She had gotten so used to having magic that she now felt almost naked. She felt smaller now looking upon Termaine. She knew she had gotten stronger, but she was not the death she was not the death hound she had once been. She no longer had Venus protection or the fear of the people. She was scared what they might see if they saw her now. It's strange, isn't it? To constantly see this wall looming over you, warning you that you're not welcome just because you have magic, Cecily said, interrupting her wandering thoughts. Wait, you can see it? Can't you? Of course not, Nick said, baffled. It might just be me, then. I guess it's because of my gift, my magic sight. They drew closer to land and the ship finally docked. As they made their way down, Nix took a deep breath and let it out. The smell wasn't any better now that they were off the ship. She had almost forgotten how bad the bottom smelled. But the, in but the tension she felt from being isolated with those men was finally ebbing away. Still, she had other problems to deal with. Choosing not to linger on the docks in case someone she knew spotted them, she led Cicely away. I can't believe I'm back here, Nick said. Everything looks exactly as I left it, yet different at the same time. I don't know much about this place, since I didn't pay much attention when I came here before, but I think there's something different with the wall, Cicely said. Different how? What exactly do you see when you look at it? Cicely took her time, like she was trying to find the right words. As she waited, Nix noticed a city guard either out of the patrolling area or meeting someone. She wasn't going to risk it, so she ducked behind the crate, pulling Cicely with her. What's going on? Cicely asked. Shh, stay quiet. Nix peeked over the crate to see the guard still standing there. Then he walked in their direction. If she came up now, she was going to be caught before she even had the chance to come up with a plan. As she pressed against the crate, 
keeping herself as hidden as possible, she tried to think of the best move, tried to escape or fight. She was running out of time. You! You there! The guard called as he hastened his steps. Nick shut her eyes tight in frustration, then opened them. She was about to make a decision when the guard moved past them and grabbed a little boy, trying to pick the pockets of a man who had been inspecting some goods. She sighed in relief. It didn't seem they were after her, at least not right now. But if the wrong person saw her and reported her, she would be in a huge amount of trouble. What was all that about, Cicely asked as they got up and walked away from the commotion. Guards, we can't let them spot us. We need to get out of here and head towards Gelsham immediately. Nix was waiting on Cicely's agreement, glad they both had the same objective, if nothing else. No. It took Nix a moment to comprehend. What do you mean by no? She asked, her voice going low as she held back her anger. We can't go to Gelsham. Not yet. We have to get to the capital first. Nix moved too fast for Cicely to even think of defending herself, grabbing her by the neck of her dress. What are you playing at, Hila? All this time you have pressed me to rescue Egan. You claim to love him, but the minute we have the chance to go to him, you are more interested in going somewhere else. Do you know what danger you are putting me in by asking me to go to the capital? Or was this your plan all along? Turn me in to get him free? No. I would never do a thing like that. Please trust me. The last time you went there on your own, you got captured. Going to the capital first is our, f is our best bet. How? The more time we waste, the greater the risk to his life, Nick said, releasing her. For all we know, he could already be dead. No, I cannot believe that. He has to be alive. If they wanted him dead, they would have killed him the moment they arrested him. You said he, ar he was arrested on false charges. Why should I believe that? Cecily hesitated. Please. I don't know why they took him, but he is good and kind. He couldn't have done anything they say he did. I need to help him. But to have any power to do that, I need to go to the capital. Fine. Let's pretend for a minute that I believe anything you've told me. What's so important about going to the capital? Why do you hope? What do you hope to find there? Nix refused to answer and turned away from. Cecily refused to answer and turned away from Nix. Tell me what I need to know, or God's help me. I will find the first ship out of here and go straight to Dalfiria. Egan be damned. She bluffed. Okay, okay, I'll talk. Cecily took a calming breath. I have to meet the king and queen. I believe they are my parents. Nix raised her eyebrows. If this is a lie, no, it's not, I swear. It's one of the things I read in the journal. I didn't want to tell you about it because I didn't think you'd believe me, but it's true. They are my parents. The high healer raised me all this while under direct orders. So they don't even know who you are? Cecily shook her head. Although Nick didn't need an answer, but I'm sure they'll recognize me. And once I tell them about the high healer, they'll know for sure. They have authority, Nix. Authority that could safely get Egan out of there. Nix paced back and forth. If I go to him, I'll be much faster. 
You don't know exactly where they have him, and the security must have been tightened since you escaped and the king died. You might get captured, and then both you and Egan could die. Your method might be faster, Nix, but mine is safer. Nix wanted to object, but she remembered what being held captive in that prison was like. She wasn't ready to take that risk. All right, we'll do it your way, for now. Cecily released a sigh of relief. But, Nix continued, the moment you tried to betray me, I promise you will regret it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Completely. Nix studied her, trying to figure out if she was playing at something, but she had to admit that she believed her. As crazy as it all sounded, she believed Cicely. Even if she didn't, there was a more pressing issue at hand. If they wanted to get to the capital as quickly as possible, there was only one way through, and it was risky. She would practically be calling the attention of every guard and criminal that was out to get her. They had to go through the bottoms. Chapter 2 Egan cleared the death from the corner of the hard stone ground, making way for a new set of tallies. He used the stone to draw a line indicating a new day had come and gone and then he stood up and counted the strokes. It had been over a month since his arrest, and everything else felt like a lifetime. He was not Lauren's blade down here, not as he was when he served the late king, and not as he was during the Littner festival when the course of his life began to alter. No one had even bothered to tell him why he was there. He had gone back and forth with possible reasons, but the one that stood out to mo stood out the most to him was the king's death. They needed someone to blame, and since they couldn't arrest someone on fey lands without starting a war, they had chosen him. The other alternative was because he disobeyed the king and did carry out his mission to kill Lord Erin, but that seemed more far-fetched. The only people who knew about it were the late king and Marcus, but the king was dead, and Marcus couldn't know the truth. The last reason he could think of was his magic, but that seemed even more impossible. No matter how anyone felt about magic, it was still not a crime in Gelsham, and he couldn't arrest him for it. None of the answers he came up with seemed reasonable enough. Sure, he expected that they might try something, but not this. Not keeping him locked up for as long as they had with no explanation offered. If they had told him why he was here, he might have been able to defend himself, but no one told him anything useful, no matter how much he demanded for, he demanded or tried to appeal to their morality. Egan felt restless. He wanted to move, to train, but all his attempts had been exhausting. So he focused on his mind, on his mind, and his thoughts drifted to the day things changed, the day Nix killed the king. Not for the first time he wondered if it had been a good idea to send Cicely to her. He had done it for her safety, but with the king dead, he might have made a mistake, taking her away from the home she knew. But he understood now that if she had stayed, sooner or later, people would have found out about his relationship with her, and they would have used that against him. But why, he thought. His heart ached thinking of Cicely. If he had known they would be parted so swiftly and viciously, he would have prayed to all the gods of every land to make those last moments longer. He would have asked for time to slow down 
so that he could make their precious moments at the inn on their journey back to Gelsham all the more special for her. No, he didn't need the gods. If only he hadn't been heedless to the way of things. He would have gotten Cicely out when she had asked him, rather than send her to a king killer. He still had no idea what Nix had been doing there at that time, why she was with the Fae, and why they had attacked them. He had no idea about anything, and he was paying for it, trapped, forgotten, and likely left to die. Worse than the fact that he was trapped there was the fact that he couldn't use his magic. He ran his hair through he ran his hand through his hair and met with the source of his problems. He knew his lack of magic was because of the chains they put on him, one binding his hands and another binding his legs. He could feel the pressure of them like leech draining his blood, stealing his essence. He wasn't sure how to feel. All his life he had left he had felt different because of his magic. But now it didn't matter. Magic or not, he was trapped. Perhaps if he had it, he could escape. But then what? He didn't know who he was if he was labelled a criminal. For as long as he could remember, he had known only servitude to his king and kingdom, to his lord, Lord Belarus. He thought of him now and then. He hadn't come to see him since his arrest. It made no sense that the man who raised him would abandon him at this point, so he believed it was a new king who did not want him to come. He had to believe it. They did not seem to get along during his time in court, and perhaps that was what made this difficult for him. Still, it had been a while. His birthday had come and gone, and he had turned 19, bound within the cell. On his birthday, he had made a wish that Sicily and the high healer, Camellia, were living a peaceful life somewhere. Even if he would never be able to see her again, he had prayed that she had been welcomed into a nice and quiet village where she got to play with the little children and take care of the sick. He wished that Nix was kind enough to help her. Nix. Anytime he thought of her, he became restless, like something inside of him was straining to find her, to know her. Egan supposed it was because she was with Cicely. But that wasn't true. He had been that way since the first moment he saw her. She was like an answer to a question he did not know to ask. If he could just find out why he was there, then he could plead his case and finally he would be set free. Finally, he would have the chance to get his answers. Finally, he could be with Cicely. He pulled on his chains, but it took a lot out of him and he quickly gave up. His energy felt constantly low. It wasn't any better that there was no other prisoners close to him, even though he could hear their voices drift to him occasionally. He had known where they took him to after his arrest. It was the same place they had locked, they had locked Nix up. The first time he was knocked down there, there had been other prisoners in a different cell. But when they brought him here, there was no more than twenty. Now... After all the time they had kept him locked up, the numbers had dwindled further, and they were left with no more than a handful. He learned to keep count of how many went missing. Each time, every time, he heard screams coming from below him. He knew that someone had been taken from their cell, and whoever was taken, they never came back. He remembered the first time he heard the screaming. It was his second night, 
and he couldn't sleep even with all his energy gone and the sweat soaking him as he felt every essence of in him strain against the onslaughts to his magic. He had been plotting his escape. Unable to take the torment to his body as the very fire he had wielded fought against him, burning him from the inside as he protested to chains. When the cry broke out, it shook him to his very core. He could only imagine what was being done to whomever that was. It wasn't long after that that his own pain subsided, leaving him almost empty. He had not learned what they were doing to them. He wondered if they would come for him next, if that was really why they had taken him in the first place. He was in the cell farthest away from the commotion, but if his calculations were correct, he had only a few days before they came for him too. That is... That was intense. I think it was intense, pretty intense. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to me read. I hope that I have been able to convince you to actually pick up the Memory of Stone series. This is the second book I just read, Verity of Old, if you didn't catch that in the beginning. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. And um, what do they say at the end? Don't forget to, oh yeah, you can actually purchase a copy of this on, I think it's on Amazon for my Nigerian folks. You can actually get it on Book Peddler, Roving Heights, um, what's that one again? Adam's Pages, I think. But yeah, it's available actually. It's out on every, I would say every platform. It's out there, so um, I hope that you'll get the chance to pick up this book and that you love it and enjoy it and if you don't enjoy it tell me i'll give you your money back just kidding but anyways thank you guys so much for listening and till my next episode i am chamaka the bookie girl and i'll see you next time ciao